Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for May 12th, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Faith and Patience, the Wonder Twins, and you need them both. Like Wonder Twins, activate. You need faith and patience in operation in your life in order for you to become the man or the woman that God has called you to be for such a time as this. We've been learning from the life of Joseph. I want us to go back to it again this morning. This is Faith and Patience Part 20. The title of today's message is Overcoming the Pain of a Setback. If you really want to to learn how to live by faith, if you really want to become the man, the woman that God has called you to be, if you really want to leave a mark in this world, then you are going to have to learn to overcome setbacks because setbacks will come. So James 1, 2 through 4, the Bible says, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulties, see it this way, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it will stir up something on the inside of you. It is the power to endure all things. This is how you want to be a mature believer. You got to develop the power to endure all things so where you are not moved by what happens to you. And then verse four says, and then as you allow this patient endurance to grow stronger and stronger, it will release perfection, maturity into every aspect of your life until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. And that's where we want to get. We all want to get to the point where we can say we are, we're not living off of milk anymore. We're living off of meat. We're not a baby Christian anymore. We're a grown Christian, that we are a mature believer, right? That we are led of the Holy Spirit. And for you to do that, the Bible says you got to develop patience. You got to develop this patient endurance that you are going to hold on no matter how long it takes until you see what God said. And then you have to get through setbacks. So I'm going to read for you Genesis chapter 39, verses 7 through 19. Let me read this uh, for you, and then I'm going to get into the word. Here we go. Genesis 39, beginning at verse 7. Joseph was very handsome, a good-looking man. I like kind of God just had, God didn't have to give us that detail, but he kind of slid that in. You know what I'm saying? It was like, man, Joseph had it going on. After some time, the wife of Joseph's master began to pay special attention to him. This is not the kind of attention we want. So one day she said to him, just straight up, I mean, this, like, this girl was bold. She was like, hey, sleep with me. <laughs> like, I mean, let's have sex straight up. But Joseph refused. He said, my master trusts me with everything in his house. He's given me the responsibility of everything here. My master has made me almost equal to him. I cannot sleep with his wife. That's wrong. And it's a sin against God. Now, the woman, she was persistent. She talked to Joseph every day. Every day. She was like, come on, baby. Come get some of this. And he was like, no. He refused to sleep with her. So one day Joseph went into the house to do his work. Like he was minding his own business and he was the only man in the house at the time. And then here she comes and she grabs his coat and she says, man, come to bed with me. And Joseph ran out so fast. The Bible says that that joker took off. Sometimes you got to run. Sometimes you got to leave and, and leave your coat behind. He took off so, and she was like, no, she was holding on to his coat. He was like, get off of me. And she was holding on to his coat. The Bible says he was like, Ugh. he got out of the coat. And he took off running and she stayed there with his coat. He left his coat behind. And so this really pissed her off. So the Bible says that she went outside and there was a bunch of workers outside. And so she said, hey, look, everybody. She grabbed the coat and she said, look, th this slave, this Hebrew slave is trying to make fun of us. He came in here. He tried to attack me, but I screamed and my scream uh, caused him to run away. And so now he's left his coat here with me. And then she stayed there and waited for her husband to come home. And when her husband came home, she said to her husband, listen, 
This joker tried to rape me. He tried to have sex with me. And look, and he ran away, and I kept this coat, and this coat is, is right here. And Joseph's master, Potiphar, he listened to it. He became very angry, the Bible says. So Potiphar put Joseph in prison where the king's enemies were held. I'm going to deal with that in this series. Special prison. And that is where Joseph remained. So here you got a young man, my God, this young man is trying to just do the right thing. And he, first of all, wound up in a pit and now he winds up, winds up in prison. And the Bible says that's where he remained. So what does this mean to you today? This text is speaking to me. There's a whole lot going on, but let me just say this. I have three things to share with you on this morning, and then I'm going to deal with some more of this tomorrow. Uh, so three things. Number one, you ready? Open up your heart to receive these three things. Number one, here we go. The favor of God on your life is attractive. The favor of God is attractive. Now, when I say attractive, I don't mean like from a physical beauty sense. What I mean is that the favor of God is going to attract things to you, right? You, you attract what, what you need. The favor of God is going to attract things to you, but it's also going to attract opposition from the enemy. So the favor of God, once the favor of God is on your life, like it was on Joseph, to where Joseph, everything that Joseph touched was successful, right? Then they're going to be people that are drawn to you with both good and bad intentions. Now, let me talk about the good first, then I'll talk about the bad. So from a good perspective, when the favor of God is on you and in operation in your life, people will be drawn to you to help you. It's like God illuminates your work. It's almost like God puts a spotlight on you and everything that you do so that your work gets noticed. Your work gets noticed more than anybody else's work. It's like, like I've been there many times where somebody will say something in a meeting and people don't even like pay attention to it. And then I say almost the same thing. But like, and everybody's like, whoa, that was good. What's your name? Let me write that down. Why? Because the favor of God is on me. I'm telling you. So when the favor of God is on you, God just favors you. He causes your work to succeed, to prosper. The Bible says that God blessed Potiphar because of Joseph. Everything Joseph did was prospering, was successful. The fields were grow. I mean, that was stuff that was like, whoa. And Potiphar noticed that it was because of Joseph. Potiphar wasn't saying, I'm lucky. Potiphar was saying, there's something on that boy. And the God of that boy is causing me to succeed. Joseph was favored. Joseph was learning things. He ran Potiphar's domestic operation and he did it with a level of excellence. And he did it with the dream still in his heart. Now, while he knew that the dream was still alive and, and he was not really living in the dream yet, he was still making the most of his today. He was doing what he needed to do so that someday he could do what he was supposed to do. He was doing what he needed to do so that someday he could do what he wanted to do. And that's what we got to learn patience. We got, you got to do what you, what you got to do so you could do what you want to do someday. So he was doing it. He was doing it with a level of excellence. He, and God was favoring the work of his hands. And God wants you to live like that, to make the most of every day. And you give God hands and you give God God work and he will bless the work of your hands and he will favor your work and he will cause his light to come upon you and you will be illuminated and, and people will notice you and you will be picked out. And why? Because the favor of God is on you, right? You got it. Now, you're also going to attract other stuff too. So from a bad perspective, the favor of God on your life is going to cause it will attract opposition from the enemy. Here comes this little floozy, Miss Potiphar. So Miss Potiphar comes over for no good reason and starts to get on this board. Come, hey, 
Come, lay down with me. Have sex with me. Let's go. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm impressed that Joseph was a young man and he maintained his godly integrity. He was like, listen, the devil is going to come and try to derail you from your destiny. The devil is going to come and try to do everything that he can to get you off of the path to your purpose. And you as a born again believer, as a spirit filled believer, called by God, uh, covered by the blood of Jesus, filled with the Holy Ghost and called according to the plan and the purpose of God for your life. You have to maintain your integrity. You have to stay on that path. You have to do the right thing because it's the right thing and then do it right every time. You So you are supposed to do what's right. And he did what's right. He didn't take the bait. He didn't, but I'm telling you that the opposition, the enemy will do everything that he can and he will offer you stuff that's easy, but what's easy is not often right. And so listen, you have to do what's right, walk in integrity and know that, that you may be, people may be drawn to you for good intentions and others will be drawn to you for bad intentions, but either way you cannot be moved. That's what faith and patience is all about. You got it? All right. Number two, number two, sometimes you experience setbacks even when you're doing the right thing. Like, I would love to tell you that once you're born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, that everything is going to go great or that everything is going to be easy. But if I told you that, I would be lying. Many people think, look at me, look at me. Many people, I believe it's God's will for you to prosper. But many people think that prosperity means that you're not going to face opposition. That prosperity means that everything is going to go well, right? And that everything is going to be easy. But if that were true, then why does the Bible have so much to say about determination, about maintaining your joy, about developing courage, right? About perseverance and about patience. The reason why the Bible teaches so much about these things is because you need all of these things to become the man or the woman that God has called you to be. Listen, there, let me say it this way. There will be tremendous pushback from the enemy as you're traveling down to the road to your purpose, especially, especially if you're called to do something great in this world. Listen, if you go to the mirror, right? If you're like me and you go to the mirror, you look in the mirror and you and you thank God for where you are, but you know that you're called to do something greater. And, and if you're called to do something great in this world, then know that you are going to have to face great opposition and overcome great pain because greatness is not developed overnight and greatness is not developed in... in uh, <laughs> in easy situations. Bad things do happen to good people, even while they believe in God. So there, Joseph, there was Joseph, right? So there he was, minding his own business, making the most out of a bad situation. God favored him. He was a prosperous slave. Think about that for a minute. He was a slave and he was a prosperous slave. The hand of God was on him. The dream of God was in his heart. And without him doing anything wrong, he was falsely accused of sexual assault, and he was thrown in prison. And before that, he was betrayed by his brothers and thrown into a pit and sold off as a slave. And the crazy part is that the only reason these things were happening to him was because of his calling. Let me say that again. The only reason these things were happening to Joseph is because he was called by God. is because of his divine assignment. So, so listen, if you are called by God to do something great and you accept the call, then know that you need faith and patience because the opposition is going to come, especially if you're called to greatness because greatness is not developed overnight. And then let me just say this. This wasn't part of what I was going to share, but the Lord just wanted me to highlight this last point as I move on to the third point. Listen, 
especially, look at me. If God has called you to do something that's very public, right? Very public, where you're in the public eye, that where, where people, you will be known, right? And so, so if God has called you to do something very public, like Joseph, Joseph was called to be the prime minister of Egypt, or maybe like David, David was called to be the king of Israel, or maybe like Paul, Paul was called to be the most influential character of the first century church. Then, then all three of these men, Joseph and David and Paul, all three of them faced tremendous opposition. And watch this, and God prepared all three of them for their very public assignments during a season while they were forgotten. Let me say that again. God prepared them for their public assignments during a season when nobody was even thinking about them. God takes those who are called for a great platform, watch this, and he develops you in obscurity. Let me say this again. This is a very important point. If God has called you for a public platform, God will develop you in obscurity because if you cannot be faithful to God when nobody knows your name, then you will be unfaithful to him when everyone knows your name. And so what God is going to do is he say, he said, you're not ready for me to give you a platform where everybody knows your name until you're faithful when nobody knows your name, when nobody's looking, when nobody's around, when there's no fanfare. You have to be faithful to me even in those moments. There was Joseph in his in Potiphar's house. Nobody else was around and he was faithful to God. He was faithful to God even in the middle of opposition. He was faithful to God and because he was faithful to God in obscurity, God could give him a public platform. And I'm telling you that if God has called you to do something public, God will process you in a in, in obscurity. God will process you when no one knows your name before he gives you that because you got to be tested. You got to be proven before you can be released. Say amen to that. All right. Number three and finally, this last point, I'm not really going to get into it all the way because I just want to introduce this last point to you and I'll, I'll develop this point tomorrow. The last point is something I really gonna, I'm going to focus on tomorrow, but I want to just kind of slide it in here as I close. Number three, never allow yourself to develop spiritual amnesia. Let me explain what I mean. Never allow yourself to develop spiritual amnesia. So the point is, is that like, look, something painful happens and painful things are going to happen. And when something painful ha happens to you, it's understandable if at that point, because of the pain, you, you forget the promise. It's understandable that if at that point, because of the pain, you give up on the dream, but that I would call that spiritual amnesia, but you should never allow. Okay. Let me say it this way. As I close, I already told you that you should never allow the expectation that you have for your tomorrow to rob you of the joy of your today, right? So you have to learn to be content to where I know that greatness is coming tomorrow, but I'm still going to be okay today, right? Conversely, you should never allow the pain of your today to cause you to relax the grip that you have on your tomorrow. And so the pain of today is not going to rob me of my purpose in tomorrow of the promise that God released to me. So, so you have to balance this today and tomorrow. You have to balance this like if today is not good and tomorrow I know is going to be great, I have to learn how to deal with that. That's patience. If, 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 if tomorrow is if I'm dealing with pain right now, I can't cause the pain of my today to cause me to just forget about what God said, because what God said is still going to come to pass. So as I balance these things, don't develop spiritual amnesia to where you just forget. Don't forget about what God said, because God has not forgotten 
about you. I'll develop that point tomorrow. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say this, say, Father, I am called to greatness. I accept the call. As I walk in the authenticity of my anointing, living out my divine assignment on this planet, I know your favor is on me. Your favor attracts both help from some and attacks from others, but I shall not be moved. I remain persistent, consistent, and faithful, even through setbacks, disappointments, and pain. In the end, I shall become the man I'm called to be, and I will leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. I will do this by your grace, and I will do this for your glory. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. There's a big red subscribe button. Click on it. Put in your email address there. You'll get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I know there's a lot going on in the chat. I was glimpsing down at the chat. So please keep putting those comments in the chat. I go back and read every one of those comments. Thank you so much for allowing me to speak into your life. And thank you for providing me feedback as well. And if you're watching on YouTube Live or Facebook Live, leave me something in in the comments, leave me something in the chat, and then encourage one another there as well. Listen, go into this day knowing that you need faith and patience. Going into this day knowing that you will experience setbacks on the path to your destiny. But you got to overcome the pain of those setbacks in order to become the man, the woman that God has called you to be. And watch this. We serve a God who can take a setback and turn it around and make it a setup for the next level and the next stage of your life. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.